So the passage for today is from Mark chapter 11, 1 through 11, and this is the, uh, the triumphal entry, so the reading about Jesus coming into Jerusalem. I ask you to listen for this, the word of God. Now, as they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage and Bethany, at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. Now, if anyone asks you, where, what, are, what are you doing this? Tell them, the Lord needs it, and will send it back shortly. And they went and found a colt outside in the street, tied to a doorway. As they untied it, some people standing there asked, what are you doing untying the colt? And they answered, as Jesus told them, and the people let them go. And when they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks, their garments, over it, he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches they had cut in the fields. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. Jesus entered Jerusalem and went to the temple. He looked around at everything, but since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word, and we ask now that your spirit inspire our hearts to a deeper understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. I think sometimes when we look at Jesus, we think of him as overly divine. Now, please hear me. Jesus is divine. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit, He walked on water. But I think there's that other part of orthodoxy that we need to remember. And that is, Jesus is what humanity is supposed to look like. And so, Jesus is the most authentic person that ever was. And if we want to become more human, in essence, then we need to look at Jesus. And I think one of the best places to look at Jesus is right here on this this palm parade as Jesus starts the procession that starts on Sunday and ends up on Friday on the cross and then goes through to Easter. So let's imagine. I want us to imagine a kind of still shot, a kind of frozen in, in a moment when Jesus gets on the donkey, when he gets on the mule, and, and he is about to process through Jerusalem. The parade is about to start. And Jesus gets on the donkey. And let's just freeze that shot for a moment. I'm imagining as Jesus gets on that that donkey, he takes a deep cleansing breath. You ever notice how helpful that is? You ever notice in, in baseball, pitchers take a cleansing breath before they pitch? In basketball, the free throw line, preachers before they preach. I'm imagining Jesus did a kind of cleansing breath before the parade starts. The crowds are gathering around, and and there's a lot of happy sounds. Children are running about, and, and people are celebrating. It's a festive time, but these are an alert people. They know exactly what's going on. So it's not just a festive time. This is kind of a defiant time. 
Because they know these people gathering around Jesus as he's mounting his mule. They know that they are saying something very severe to Rome, and they know Rome will hear it. And so Jesus gets on his mule, his donkey, and he's about to ride in Jerusalem. And I'm imagining Jesus sees that this road that he's about to walk on is longer than anybody sees. It's a long and a a narrow road, and many will be invited onto the road, but few will follow. Because this road leads right to Friday. And I'm imagining Jesus might be thinking as he takes his cleansing breath as he gets on his donkey, that he might be thinking of the words from Psalm 31. I think these are words that probably a lot of us have said. The words say, Lord, be merciful to me, for I am in trouble. You ever said those words before? (laughs) I think maybe the humanity of Jesus is leaking out all over. That Jesus gets on his ride. It seems, it feels like a spontaneous kind of parade. People just gathering in. But I want to suggest there's very few things in life that are really spontaneous. Things are organized. You know what I'm saying? Like at political conventions, they like to have that feel of spontaneity. But they've been planning that junk for a long time. Lots of money in that. You understand that. Even if people start spontaneously breaking out into song, somebody memorized those songs and somebody started singing. Nothing's really spontaneous. I want to suggest there's very little spontaneous about this parade. In fact, it's even pass-coded. It is. Jesus sends two of his disciples to Bethany, and he says, get the donkey. And and this is the passcode. The Lord has need. Capital T, no spaces, period at the end. The Lord has need. And when you use that passcode, you can get the donkey. And, And all the things that people are shouting, it's been rehearsed. People have been prompting. This is what you're to say. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. That's what you shout at a coronation. This is messianic. They know exactly what they're shouting. This is not spontaneous. This is carefully orchestrated. And so Jesus gets on his ride. I'm imagining the breath seems cold. Seems, seems cold. And Jesus looks at the crowd that's gathering. And Jesus, his humanity, seeping through. Jesus is not so much seeing a crowd of people. He's seeing faces, and he knows that each face has a narrative, has a story, maybe an untold story. You can look at the faces, and and Jesus is looking at the faces, I'm imagining, and he's seeing each face, and he's seeing what's going on. Is that Matthew out there? Is Matthew taking notes? Does he have a beck? Is that a sharpie? Is he taking notes? Is this whole thing being staged so that he can write some gospel later on? Is that John? John doesn't take notes. John just kind of takes it all in. Is that Peter? Peter, with all his bravado, I will follow you to the end, Jesus. But he's not even paying attention. Peter's like an adult with ADHD. You know what I'm saying? He's just walking around, talking to everybody, shaking everybody's hand. He's just all over the place. Is that Martha? Does Martha have a bucket full of cookies? I think she does. Martha has this thing going on, thinking that if she doesn't personally greet everybody, the parade's not going to be a success. She's got cookies. Is that Mary? 
Is Mary crying? Does she have a bottle? Is that a jar? Is that an alabaster jar filled with incense? That's what you use when you bury somebody. Is that Lazarus? <laughs> Lazarus is all befuddled. Lazarus has been confused ever since he's been raised from the dead. You know what I'm saying? You be raised from the dead, you're kind of disoriented. He's just kind of wandering around. Is that Judas? Judas seems kind of calm. Sometimes you can feel calm when you've made a decision, no matter what that decision is. Is that a Pharisee? A Pharisee's angry. The Pharisees in general seem to be angry, just angry. <laughs> and I'm there. Let's say you're there. We're there. And I like to think that I'm paying attention to Jesus. I'm really being attentive because I like to think I'm attentive to Jesus. But you know what? I'm not being attentive to Jesus. I'm looking at Martha. Does Martha really have cookies? What's with her? And, and Mary. And I'm paying attention to everybody else. But for one sparkling moment, I want to pay attention to Jesus. I want to focus on Jesus. And I want to see Jesus seeing into the parade. And I want to see Jesus as he... He's, he mounts his donkey. He's taking a cleansing breath, but it's just cold. And, and Jesus is looking ahead. And Jesus sees this narrow road. And Jesus sees where this parade is going to end. He sees where this is going. He sees the culmination of this parade. And Jesus, I'm imagining, is looking at each of the people, just as I looked at each of the people. And he's asking each one of them, where are you going to be when I need you? Peter, where are you going to be? Matthew, are you still taking notes? Martha, you put down the cookies? Who's going to help me at the cross? Simon of Cyrene? Who is Simon of Cyrene? He's not even at the parade. Maybe God just provides at the moments you need provision the most. And so, Jesus looks at each of these. And the parade, the parade starts. And Jesus knows where this parade is leading. He sees this long and narrow road that he's going to walk down. It's further than anybody realizes. He knows where this parade is ending. And he follows it to the end. And he sees at the end, there he is at the end of the parade. And he's cold and naked and exposed. And he's bleeding from his hands and his side and his feet. And, and it causes so much dehydration, his tongue is clinging to the roof of his mouth because, because it hurts so badly. And there at the foot of the cross is his mother. But his mother can't protect him anymore. Where is the father? My God, my God, why? And it's as if Nobody is helping. There are people at the foot of the cross who are actually making jokes. They're laughing at him. It's as if all of eternity meets for that moment in time, right there at the end of the parade. And there are the angels, silent. And there's the Father, steadfast and silent. My God, why? And the saints, with their heads bowed, and it's as if the wind, the cold wind, is moaning. Have you ever heard the wind moan? And it's as if the wind itself is saying, Christ, you're such a loser. 
You are worthless. You're such a joke. Wait a minute, this is supposed to be a parade. It's supposed to be happy. That's why we come to church, to feel happy. So let's go back to the beginning of the parade. Jesus wants to take a cleansing breath, but it's as if there's no spirit in the breath. There's just cold, as the parade is about. And here I want to see the fullness of the humanity of Jesus leaking out. Can can I create a broken acronym? Do you mind? One, One acronym? A broken acronym, because it seems to me everything is broken here. So the broken acronym, the fullness, what it means to be human, a servant, the fullness of Jesus' servanthood is, is leaking out here. This is the acronym. It's broken. Seeing everyone really. Martha, I see you with your cookies, and I love you. Peter, I see you. You're all over the place, and I love you. Judas, I still love you. Seeing everyone really. How do you do that? How do you walk down this long, narrow path that we're all called upon to walk down and see everyone really? See everyone really, S-E-R. How do you do that? Valor. Valor, it takes courage. It takes more courage than I think we say oftentimes in Christian churches. It takes courage to walk that long, narrow path, to pick up the cross that we're each called upon to pick up. It takes valor, agape, love. Hate will motivate, but not for very long. Agape, love. The love that is poured into our hearts from the Father so that we can stay on that long, narrow path that Christ walked before us. Valor, agape, necessity. We need to walk this path, and it's not easy to walk down. And Christ did it. He led the way, and we need to follow. And trust. Trust. Trust to know that on the other side of Friday is Easter, is Sunday, and Christ will bring us there. And I'm imagining Jesus is getting on this mule, this donkey, and the parade is starting, and he knows exactly where he's going. And the fullness of the deity of Jesus is there, but also the fullness of the humanity of Jesus. And it's as if he knows where this parade is going, and at the end of the parade, all the humanity of Jesus will leak out. And it's as if he's saying, now I am alive. Now I know what it is to be human. It is done. It is done. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, you taught us what it means to be alive. What it means to be human is to follow, to be a servant, to be obedient, to lay down our lives. Lord, we lay down our lives for you. As messy as we are, we are yours. Thank you. In thy name.